Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're going to love this guy. After 35 years as a big shot on Wall Street, Jim found purpose in something completely different. He became a speaker, a social entrepreneur, an author. His book, Cowboy Ethics, has sold over 160,000 copies. I've read a bunch of books, and believe me, that is a lot of copies. But despite all of Jim's success, he found himself at age 70 in really crappy health. He was close to 50 pounds overweight. He suffered from debilitating back pain. And after reading one life-changing statistic for Jim from the Mayo Clinic, he decided to do something about it. Today, at age 81, Jim is in the best shape of his life, and he's become an evangelist for healthy aging. He's the author of the book, Just Move, a new approach to fitness after 50, and the producer of the new PBS docuseries titled The Art of Aging Well. Jim Owen calls himself a super ager, and he says if he can get there, anybody can. Interested? I know I am. I'm Wes Moss. The prevailing thought in America is that you'll never have enough money, and it's almost impossible to retire early. Actually, I think the opposite is true. For more than 20 years, I've been researching, studying, and advising American families, including those who started late, on how to retire sooner and happier. So my mission with the Retire Sooner podcast is to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. Welcome. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I've been looking forward to talking with you. It's hard to find good guests. And usually the best guests are those who have taken some time to try to get everything into, into some sort of book. And authors are usually the best guests because you've been forced to take all of your thoughts and get it into a, a work of art, if you will. But also the theme about getting into shape later in life is, is exciting. You're 81 and you're in the shape of your life. You haven't always been healthy, but... What happened? What was the catalyst to me for you to make what's a, it's a pretty tough change? <laughs> I came across one statistic that changed my life. I think it's Mayo Clinic. If you make it to 70, statistically, from a very wide audience, and we're not talking about, you know, 15 people from Norway out of 100,000 people. You can expect to live another 15 years. So when I turned 70, I people talk about motivation. I looked in the mirror and said, oh, my God, I'm an old man. Now, if I look and feel this bad now, can you imagine what I'm going to look like in 15 years if you even make it 15 years. If you make it. But statistically, that's the expectation. And I told my wife, I said, sweetie, I feel like an old man. She said, Jim, don't worry. You've still got game. <laughs> and then she said, unfortunately, that game is bingo. <laughs> that's true. And I said, oh, my God. That is good. The, what is her name? Stanya. Stanya. I guess her mother was reading a Russian novel or something. Wow. We're both little kids from Kentucky. Okay. We've been married 52 years. Holy cow. Okay. That's and we're closer now than we were probably when we got married. It's just been a, an amazing ride. She's also my favorite workout companion. Mm, oh, so you guys work out together. That's cool. Okay. At least a couple of times a week, and we love to walk, and we hold hands, and uh, we just are best friends. 
And um, but I want I want to go back to this thing when I turned seventy. I had a great career. Well, your Wall Street guy, can you just give me a little snippet of that? Because this is also an investment oriented show. What were you? Lawyer. You're a Wall Street lawyer. Oh no 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 lawyer. Are you kidding me? No. You would have never made it this far. I was a Wall Street the Wall the Wall Street Journal wrote me very embarrassing, called me the Wall Street rainmaker. Mm. Well, I was a rainmaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from. I have no idea. And I was a partner in three different firms that manage money. And we sold the first one. I thought, huh? Not a bad business. Sold the second one. And we actually sold the third one. So financially, I was set when I turned 70. Mm -hmm. But all the money in the world, not that I've got all the money in the world, but I'm financially secure. Mm -hmm. Cannot buy good health. Mm -hmm. Cannot do it. And so health became a priority for me. And just so so your audience can, can get this, when I say, oh, man, let me explain this to you excruciating lower back pain. I'm talking about crawling on the bathroom floor kind of pain. Right rotator cuff was frozen, and I was about 20 or 25 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. The worst was low energy. Mm. And that's what a lot of older people have. And... We're in a society that celebrates youth. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about exercise, it's usually vanity-driven. Mm-hmm. I want to look good in a bathing suit. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm getting married in six months. I need to lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's all, quote, vanity-driven. Very, very different when you're 70. Mm-hmm. And this is what your audience needs to see. You can work out like a champ when you're 20, 30, 40. It's a exercise. No, no big deal. I do CrossFit. I'm not against CrossFit. Mm -hmm. But if you've never exercised, and I was on the speakers thing for about 10 years. See, what does that mean? Well, that means uh, on Monday, I was in Boston. On Tuesday, I was in Coral Gables, Florida. On Wednesday, San Diego. And I did this for 10 years. Carrying luggage around. Eating dinner late at night, you know, like 10 o'clock at night. Getting up at 4.30 to catch some lousy plane. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, don't understand me, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was driven. But my health, paid. I paid the price of poor health. And, and Jim, this was what, age 60 to 70, kind of your last 10 years you were out speaking about mm-hmm. your career? Cowboy ethics. Cowboy ethics. Yeah. That was the oh, book that you sold so many copies of. You sold like a, almost 200,000 copies, right? Yeah. Well, I sold 160,000 copies of this book called Cowboy Ethics. And the truth is, it's a coffee table book. It's the photographs are to die for. They're from a guy named David Stecklin, who passed away not about a year or two ago. Without the photographs, eh, the writing's great, I think. But the photographs with the good writing make this. It's hard to find a book like this is all I can say. And so this thing caught on. Now, Dave and I thought this book might sell 500 copies. If I told you the name Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, famous people, a couple of, uh, at least one president, uh, head of Exxon, emailed me, Jim, I love your book. It was amazing. So I really created kind of a movement. That wasn't the idea. I mean, I'm just a guy, that's all. But I've always, I've always liked writing. Now, had you retired, Jim, had you already left your Wall Street rainmaking job and then did this as a project or did this as a project that took a life on its own? Exactly. So when I, I'd written a book, I'd written, I've written a total of seven books and one book was, uh, you know, way back when the, in the Wall Street days and, and, and it, it did fine. It did, it was, mm-hmm. it, 
good good uh, reviews and so on. But if you remember back in the 19, 2001 and two, mm-hmm. every day or every week, a new scandal on Wall Street. It, it's shocking to me. I used to be very proud mm. to say, I'm in the investment business, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're with Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs, you manage money. It doesn't matter, you're a trader. I was proud of that. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea until the collapse, the financial collapse, Bear Stearns, whew, Goldman Sachs, and I always, I was very naive my whole career. Well, I built my career on a very simple, and I'm not being goody-goody two-shoes, let me assure you, okay? Put the client's interest first. It's a hard enough business as it is. Mm-hmm. If you start putting your interest first, it just says, how do you expect to be successful? Mm-hmm. So I built my whole career doing this. We may not be the right money manager for you. I told people that. I'm not going to waste your time or mine. But I just had the knack, and I don't know where it came from. I could always make a presentation. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came. I have no idea. Now, truth be told, I really wasn't a financial guy. Mm-hmm. That's what's so surprising. Mm-hmm. My first partner, MIT graduate, I've never met a smarter guy than Dave Pollock. We're never friends, but he needed me, and I needed him. This was, I joined Dave in January 1 of 1983. Now, I didn't know, he didn't know that the bull market started mm. about four months earlier mm-hmm. and ran for about 18 years. Now, you can say, Jim, sounds like you were more lucky than smart. I've never said I was smart. I just said, when, <laughs> hope Dave's not listening to this. When clients met Dave, they said, he makes me nervous. And so I was always kind of a strategist. I don't know where I could always take stuff, connect the dots, listen to Dave talk. He was always pessimistic. And somehow it worked. Yeah. But we were new friends. We were partners. Mm-hmm. We made a lot more money than I did. Uh, but it was very successful. The firm was called NWQ. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I went from there to another, you know, partnership and so on. But it, I was so distressed in 2002 or three with all the corporate scandals. Post WorldCom, one of the worst of all time. Oh. Post X, or post Enron, post WorldCom, tech post crash, Enron. Right. nightmare. Yeah. I, I said, what can I do? I'm just one guy. Now, I don't want to seem highfalutin. But I said, I genuinely, from my heart, believe, and I'm not, this is not marketing, said, in the power of one. I've always thought that was true. Mm-hmm. That one person with the passion and self-motivation can really make a difference. Doesn't matter what it is. Okay? And I've always been kind of wary of, you know, groups of people trying to, and Dave was a brilliant, brilliant investor, for example. Mm-hmm. He did it himself. Mm-hmm. Now, did he have, you know, other stuff he had, but basically it was his own personal thing. And he was a brilliant investor. He just, just couldn't communicate. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. But I was so worried about this stuff. I said, what can I do? So I said, I can write a book. So I wrote this book called Cowboy Ethics. And it took me back to my childhood. To me, the cowboy was always a hero. Mm. Gene Autry, you're too young to know. Gene Autry, Hopalong, Cassidy, those were my heroes growing up. And these heroes typically live by a code. And and this code, it's amazing. I didn't know this until I wrote the book. The codes were very similar. It's a code for living. Live each day with courage. These are just 10 principles to live by. Nothing to do with politics or race or religion. No, just words to live by. And somehow this book caught on. Anyway, I went on the road and started speaking. And I gave, I don't know, probably 300 talks. I would give about 30 talks a year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like much. That's a lot, well, man. Yeah. Traveling all over the place. That's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, 
it, it darn near broke me physically. Mm -hmm. So when I turned 70, I was in terrible shape. Again, as guys who work, guys and gals who work out when they're 30, 40, 50, you don't know until you reach about 70 about health. You say, well, I don't have any pain. Wait, my friend. You can go to the gym every day. Doesn't matter. And this is just part of life. It's part of getting older. And so I spent a couple of years doing the research. What, what do you know about this? Do you have a degree in kinesiology? No. Do you have a background in gerontology? No. I'm just an ordinary guy that said, I've got to do something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what something was, to be honest about it. And I started talking to people. And I'll just share this with you. I, I, the more I talked to people, I was fascinated by super agers. Say, what the heck are you talking about? A super ager is somebody who is 75, 80, maybe 85, and living life to the fullest. Mm, super ager. I've never heard of this concept. I love this. Yeah. Well, this is my new theme. And I've been on this now for you know about 11 years. So when I turned 70 and I was in, pardon me, God-awful shape, and I said to somebody, to trainers, I interviewed some trainers, I said, I have one goal. I want to be a superager. I said, I, we I, lo I love your concept, superager. I love we don't know what you're talking age. about. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, superager is somebody who is, you know, 80, 85 years old, but moves and feels like they're... 60. Then there are people who are 60 who look and feel like they're 80. Yeah. And I said, hmm, what do these guys over here know that these guys don't know? And that's all it was. And I said, huh. I started doing some research, talking to people. And what I, what, what I realized was good health doesn't start in the doctor's office. Good health starts when you're older by dropping bad habits, picking up good habits. That's all this is. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because, because the less you do, the less you can do when you're older. Mm -hmm. The worst part is low energy. I don't care. Don't talk to me about how much energy you have when you're 50 or 60. doesn't mean anything. I'm happy for you. Wait until you get to be 70, like your father or your grandfather, your uncle. We all know somebody who's bent over like this. And I thought, Jesus, what do I have to do to live a happy, fulfilling life? I want to live life to the fullest. It's not about living to 100. Mm-hmm. Because genes play a role. Now, how big of a role? Doctors, one guy says this, one guy says that. It's typical of science. But what everybody agrees upon is lifestyle choices. Simple, daily lifestyle choices. Moderate exercising. Eating, we'll say, mindfully. Whatever that means. Clean. Or what, I won't even call it. Okay? Quality sleep. Managing stress. These are things that anybody can do. So one of the messages here is that to be a superager doesn't require a cape. Anybody can do this. <laughs> and I felt so strongly about this. I went to a friend of mine, Jim Havey, H-A-V-E-Y. Jim's in Denver. I've known Jim for a good 30 years. And by the way, I may seem like a one-man show. It's just not true. I've got a team. I've got a writer, a, a writing partner, Bridget LeBlanc. Mm -hmm. It's been me for 30 years. Nita Alvarez, uh, Bridget's up in the Bay Area. Nita's in L.A. Havy's in, does the film stuff, you know, with me. I took an idea to him. I said, Jim, I want to do a film. And I did it through my foundation. I had a foundation, and it's called Center for Cowboy Ethics and Leadership. Mm. And that's how, that's how we did this. And, and raising the money, truth, was, was pretty easy. 
uh, I was kind of surprised. And so we, we did this film. It's called The Art of Aging Well. And then along came the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I can't get on planes. I can't do the TV stuff. What am I going to do? How are we going to market this thing? What am I going to do? I've spent two years of my life working on it. It's called The Art of Aging Well. Hey, y'all, it's Mallory Boggs, the producer for the Retire Sooner podcast. From an investment standpoint, the world is changing. We've gone from no inflation to hyperinflation, zero interest rates to much higher interest rates. All of this changes the dynamics for stocks and bonds. So the question for you, are your retirement accounts ready for it? Have you adapted your investments for these major shifts? Do you know what kind of income your 401k account is going to pay you in retirement? If not, maybe it's time for a new perspective. The Retire Sooner team is here to help. If you're ready to talk, reach out to our team and we'll help you take a closer look at how you can generate income in retirement and protect yourself from inflation. We'd love to hear from you. Again, find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So you started your fitness journey at it's 70. 70. You started researching and just started getting in shape, changing all these habits. When did you decide to start documenting this and writing about this? This was what, four years ago, four or five years ago? Well, that's the right question. Would you believe, I I feel strongly about the importance of keeping a journal. Mm -hmm. So I actually started uh, on day one. So at age 70, out of shape, you had the vision that you were going to figure out how to get in shape and mm-hmm. started chronicling that right away? Right away. Wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. Now, on day one, I could not do one push-up. I know it's embarrassing. I could not do, I mean, half push-up maybe, but I could not do one real push-up. That's how bad shape I was. Wow. Well, I can bang out 50 now. Do and I you're do 81. Every, <laughs> yeah, do I do it every day? No, because it's not good for your shoulders. I do it, you know, once once every couple of weeks, I'll bang them out and say, okay. But safety safety is the first priority. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff that you can do uh, when you're 30 or 40 or 50, you just don't want to do when you're 70 or 75. Yeah. Okay. And so, but I started doing this. I wrote a book called J-U-S-T, Just Move, that National Geographic published. They've never done a book like this. They loved it uh, three years ago. And the book's done pretty well. It's exercise books don't sell well. Uh, Maybe 25,000 copies. That's a lot of books. Now, if you're Brad Pitt and you're on the cover, that or George Clooney, that's different. Okay. But they just don't sell. But 25,000 is pretty, pretty good. It's a lot. It's a lot of books. A lot. So that gave me the confidence about this. And so I went to Haven and said, I want to do a film. And then came the pandemic. And I said, we have spent two years on this thing. It's called The Art of Aging Well. So two years prior to COVID hitting. We started working on it. Yeah. And so what happened was when we finished, it was right exactly when COVID started. And I said, Jim, I can't get on planes. Nobody's right. Mine would. Uh, and that's how I've always done this, you know, marketing, getting on plane, giving, giving talks. And so I said, I have an idea. Let's go to PBS. Jim Havey had, had won three Emmys. Mm-hmm. I haven't won any. <laughs> and I said, but he had, the cred- he had the credentials, not me. Went to PBS, and would you believe PBS ran this 28-and-a-half-minute film? It's called The Art of Aging Well. It's essentially about prevention, and you can you can Google this thing and come up with it. It's it's free. We're not. This is not a money maker. Mm-hmm. And so then I came up with a second idea, 
and we're working on it right now. And it's becoming a super ager. No cape required. This is for the person who, again, it's not 30 or 40. It's for, it's for your grandfather or your uncle who basically, people say, Jim, do you have any credentials? Oh, yeah. I was a certified couch potato. That's it. So the book's, the book's written for somebody who's, whatever you want to say, up in years, we'll say, be, to be polite about it, who says, exercise, not for me. I'm just not the gym rat type. Well, I'm not either. Okay? But unless you want to spend half your day at the doctor's office, you got to do something. Jim, so for our audience, so let me ask you this. It is so hard. The catalyst, I think, for people to get going is so tough. And you just did this kind of, you made this decision seemingly overnight after a statistic from the Mayo Clinic. And you mm -hmm. said, thought to right. yourself, well, I only have so many years left. I got to get, I'm in mm -hmm. terrible shape. What is the catalyst moment for folks and how do they pull the trigger to do something like this? Is it, is it as simple as do some sort of walk once a week? Is it do a little bit every day? What have you found over the years studying this to be a way to get people to re-engage with movement? To your point, just, just move. I'm not surprised with given your background. You're asking the critical question. And you can say you, can, you have to find the fun. I don't think so at all. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a matter of discipline and making a commitment. and Sounds like a cowboy you, to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Okay? And trust me, I'm talking now to your audience as much as to you. Mm -hmm. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need a personal trainer. Here's what I did. Okay? I simply said, I'm going to do a 30-minute, 30 30-day 30 commitment to doing something for 30 days. 30 this days, you, 30 minutes. This is, this is how you build a healthy habit. You don't do it through willpower. Mm -mm, nobody's got that. It's just a habit. Mm -hmm. And so on day one, this is really embarrassing. I could not walk five minutes without getting winded. Wow. But to, you know, every day, that's okay. <sighs> really embarrassing. That's by myself. I wouldn't let anybody else see me. And about the second week, I was walking maybe eight or ten minutes. But I didn't, wasn't walking fast, simply moving. Not up hills, just walking. After about 30 days, people said to my wife, Stanya, did Jim go to the doctor or something and have a, you know, makeup, makeover? He looks, he looks better. I don't know what. Why? What is, what's he doing? It was a surgical or something like that. She said, no, he's just walking. So my thing is to get started, make it simple. Now, if you, one of my characteristics over, over my whole career, I keep things simple because I'm not a smart guy. <laughs> I don't try to juggle 15. I, I don't multitask. Let me put it that way. In my whole career now, do I have learning disabilities? Sure. On the autistic spectrum, wouldn't surprise me. But I've learned to focus. Yeah. When I get focused, that's the secret to me. I focused on this. I need to do whatever I have to do to get more fit. I didn't say fit. I said more fit than I am. I did it with walking. And I would guess it took me probably, you know, three or four months. And the best part was I had more energy. I felt better. I looked better. And you tell me, why would somebody want to stop if they were looking and feeling better? I had no reason. What, what about diet, by the way, Jim? Did you change your diet? Not, not immediately, no. Okay. So what this, what this was, and I, I, I'm, so you're asking all the right questions, and I sure appreciate it. For, it's for the audience, not for me. This is not an ego trip for me. I'm just trying to be a mentor to people who say, I'm 71 or 68. 
I got aches and pains. I've been to the doctor or headache, whatever. What can I do? The answer is start off slowly. Okay. Make yeah. a commitment to yourself, not to me. Doesn't matter to me if you work out or not, but get off the couch and move. Now, this may be a real turnoff to you and your audience. I, I can't help it. I love rules. My wife says, that's the German coming out. Yeah, probably. Never let two days go by without doing some kind of physical activity. That's my rule. Two-day rule. Okay. Two-day rule. One day, sure. Okay. And so I felt so much better. Now, having said that, and let's see, I walked for three, four, five months. Okay. I felt, gosh, more energy. That didn't really help my back pain. Mm -hmm. Walking, if that's all you do, good for you. But it's not enough. And that's why we're, I'm doing this film. Now, I'm not saying you have to have a gym membership. I'm not saying you have to bench press 200 pounds. It has nothing to do with that or do 50 push-ups. You need to start doing some kind of strength training. Mm-hmm. Core, and, and for you, is it, isn't it about core training, core strength? And, f- and the reason for that, if you have back issues and the doctor says, well, Jim, you've got back issues, but you, know, you, don't, you don't need surgery for this. Well, what do I do? They don't have the answer. Believe me, the doctors don't know. It's a weak core is what causes this. Okay, if, if it's not structural. So you have, to, you, have, you have to look at the structure and say, curvature of the spine, it could, it could, be, it could be. Mine was not. Which, but a weak core is, is often the base cause of a lower back pain. So for, for about two years, at least a third of my time in the gym was spent doing core work. And so the best part of my body, I don't care about building bigger biceps. For what? What am I going to do? Arm wrestle people? No. But a weak core is, is, is what tight hips. Okay. So strength training. Now, here's the, here's the deal. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to play doctor. Okay. But as you get older, your metabolism slows. And the worst part is you began losing muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So when you are about 70 or 75, you've probably lost 40% of your muscle. That's not me talking. This is what the science says. Yeah. No, no one disagrees with this. There's a fancy name for this. I can never get the, the right name for it. Scar, Scarlet or some fancy name like that. It doesn't matter. But you've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but we're not talking about heavy. You can take five or 10 pound dumbbells. You'd be surprised what you can do with that. Okay. You don't, but you don't need a fancy gym or like that. So then once you do that, uh, you start working on your balance. Would you believe that one third of adults fall every year? No, and for a real fall, what, as in they get hurt. Fall. Wow, I didn't know that. And, wow. Well, and here's the statistic. Again, this is not Jim talking because when, when we did this book, Just Move, and we worked for two years on this thing. We got through, and I was so proud, and I said, Geographics, that we want to publish this thing. You know, blah, blah. I was so happy and thrilled. Then they said, uh, oh, oh, by the way, Jim, we, it's a great book. This has to be vetted, to use that word, by a national expert i said what we can't publish it without that i said i don't know any national experts they got some gal from duke university who read every single paragraph Mm -hmm. and we only butted heads on one thing and so she 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 read i said oh my gosh she read through this thing and she wrote the introduction she thought the book was great what we butted head was, how much exercise do you need? Mm. And so the CDA says, you know, has one idea. I happen to say, you know, these are guidelines. These are not laws. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think, so the CDA and doctors recommend more cardio than I think is necessary. That's my personal opinion. You're right or wrong. Unless you want to spend two or three hours a day, which I don't. I spend one hour a day, five, six days a week. I'm not going to spend two hours a day in the gym. Mm -mm. I got to have a life to live. So I do strength training. And then you kind of naturally say, I need to do balance. Then you start stretching. And all of a sudden, it sort of builds on each other. And, and here's, here's cutting to the chase. It took me about five years to build a foundation. And what I want to tell your audience is, if you're older, the critical step is to build the foundation. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, Jim, can we work this into our normal daily lives, or is this go back yes. to the discipline of 30 minutes a day, every day, 30, two hours a day, mm -hmm. two-day rule, or, or would you rather it be worked into life, and how do you do that? Well, you're, you're asking all the – I'm not surprised given your background, but you're asking the critical questions, and I wish I had the answer for that. Mm -hmm. What I find is I might, I might do when, – when we get through this interview – I'm going to have a quick tuna salad, and then I'm going to go walking. Mm -hmm. This is a walking day for me, okay? And by the and way, I you have your 30... workout shirt on, but if, you don't, if you're not seeing this and you're just listening to Retired Sooner Podcast, Jim has already got his Under Armour. Yep. You got your Under Armour workout shirt on, ready to go. What does uh, it say? Uh, I, I'm going to say it says Geezer Fitness. <laughs> Geezer Fitness. That's what I call this, Geezer Fitness. <laughs> Not to be confused with, uh, you know, CrossFit. <laughs> it took about five years yeah. to go from, oh, my back, to I have zero back pain. Wow. So you went from age 70 yeah. and got healthier, fitter, and more fit and better for five years straight. Going, from It took me five years, wow. to be honest with you. Now, I can BS and say, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not some Superman, believe me. And if I can do this... Well, you're super, anybody, you're super, you no, are super no. ager, super ager. Yeah, well, anybody can do it. Now yeah, comes, yeah. now, now has come the chase. I'm looking at the time and so on. Okay. Here's what I learned about super agers. The first step I believe is building that foundation. It took me five years. Mm. It may take your uncle or your father, grandfather, only two or three years. It took me, I was in that bad of shape. Wow. But with the good news, I have zero back pain. It's amazing, really. And what happens is, this it's a very natural, if you think about this, there, there are no shortcuts, there are no quick fixes. If I could have taken a pill, you don't think I wouldn't have taken a pill? No, there's no pill. Someday there might be. But once... On that, after five years of no pain, very naturally, I started thinking, okay, what other changes can I make? And we're, talking, we're not talking about major makeovers. That's ridiculous. No, nobody can do that. They, they, you can't, they don't stick. Just small changes. One, I said, I, I have to become more mindful. I want to my mouth. That doesn't mean never having a piece of cake. Doesn't mean never having a second helping of some, of turkey at Thanksgiving. It just means I, I change relationship with food. Food is now fuel for my body. Mm. Boring, yeah. Hate the same. <laughs> you know. Then once you do that, I I love red wine. I have my whole. I have since I've been an adult. Stop drinking red wine. Guess what? I felt even better. It's okay. Hmm. Small changes done consistently add up over time. What else can I do? Well, how about uh, quality sleep? So a lot of us have trouble sleeping. So I just 
said, okay, what do I have to do to get better sleep? Did the research? That's what I do. This is all in this film. Then I said, managing stress is a big deal. And so those are the basic things that you can measure. Now comes the most interesting part. Okay. You're now, let's say you're 79 years old. Maybe you're 80 years old. You look fit. You feel great. You have energy and all this stuff you can measure. Then comes the most interesting part of being a super ager, in my opinion. So the first part is becoming what I call physically fit, whatever that means to you. To me, it meant being free of aches and pains. To you, maybe something very different. Then it becomes actually much more interesting when you talk about emotional fitness Mm -hmm. and I call it mental fitness. And it's much more interesting. This is what separates the super rager from, from the rest of the world. They learn, a, I believe, in a positive attitude. And I'm not saying Pollyanna. I'm just saying science tells us it's true. If people that look at the world, I live in a senior community. And I can tell you, there are a lot of people, a lot of I hate to say it, but many women mm-hmm. who've lost their loved ones mm-hmm. sit all day in their apartment. And if you don't think that wrecks your health mentally, mm-hmm. it does. And they say, I just don't feel like. And just so the sadness actually affects the brain. Alzheimer's can set in. So you've got to grow mentally. Mm-hmm. You would be involved with something, art, writing a book, writing a memoir. It doesn't matter what you do, but you got to be active mentally, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, of course. But totally agree. Is the glass half filled or half empty? I'm not saying, oh, it's, everything is so rosy. No, it's not. What you learn from exercising and building that foundation, you learn about resilience. And you, you, you can say to yourself, you get a con- I have a confidence. A lot of people who are 80 look at the world and say, my best days are behind me. I say to them, bull, my best days still lie ahead. Mm. You ain't seen nothing. It's because of my, pers- per- it's my personal transformation gave me that confidence. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to have issues. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that your audience understands that. Part of being older, every person has issues with their health. Mm-hmm. Is how you deal with the issues. So I feel strong enough, positive enough, whatever the world throws at me, and believe me, we all have issues, It could be a son, a wayward son with a drug problem. It could be a daughter that's gotten some trouble. It could be any any number of things, financial problems. It's how you deal with them. But being having that strength gives you the confidence. If I can do this, what else can I do? You know, you've got this great mental resiliency too that it seems Mm -hmm. like this has grown too. As you've gotten more physically fit, mentally you've almost gotten more would you say more resilient or have you just always been yes totally no 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 much more because of this health and and then the the final thing and this is this is where i am right now okay and i want to i want to stress this to the audience i don't believe that anybody is a super ager and so that's it you know, I'm, I'm over the goal line. No, we're all a work in progress. Mm, yeah. I'm working on that final thing, which is relationships and friendships. It's not about, Jim, don't you want to be able to do 75 push-ups? <laughs> For what? What's this? There's no payoff. So there's a diminishing returns to all of this stuff. Okay? And so right now, I'm into, I want to be a better father. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better husband. 
I want to be a better friend. So I'm, I'm calling up people. It's, I cannot tell you the difference. I realize I haven't talked to you since high school, but I think about you. Hmm. And it's amazing. I don't, it has nothing to do with money or, or how far, you know, it's just that shared experience is being a human, being a human. And this to me, it's like, a, I, I think of this as a, as a, as a pyramid personally. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying to me, it's a pyramid. The foundation is that physical fitness, but it actually gets more interesting up here than down here. I'm physical fitness. And I want to show your audience, I will be no more fit in one or two or three years than I am right now. There's diminishing returns. What are you going to do? 75 push-ups? Are you going to, are you going to do 100 sit-ups? There's, there's no payoff. It's diminishing returns. But this other personal growth is what separates the super-ager, in my opinion. There's a... We, I, don't, I don't want to get overly personal, but there's a dear, dear, dear friend of ours. I live in a senior community. Yeah. It's upscale. Yeah. We're in La Jolla, California. It's upscale. Who is in his final few weeks of living. Mm. I've never known a human being in my life with this guy's attitude. Never, I don't know. I've never met anybody like this. He's a few months short of being 90. And there's a sparkle to his face. There's a, a laugh he has. There's something that you, God, I hope I'm half the man this guy is. And that's what it is to be a super agent. Does he have a flat stomach? Well, I'm sure he could. So what? So <laughs> what? It's the kids adore him. I've never seen anything like it. Well, it sounds he's, like he's a. I, have you interviewed him? I've had a. I've had a good life. It's where yeah. I've had a good life. And that's all. That's all you can say. And so I asked the question, and this really came out of cowboy ethics. When you personally pass away, it's more than legacy. Are people going to say about you? Seriously, he left it better than he found it. That's what drives me. I want, I want to leave the world. And I, I don't, I'm not talking about taking over. <laughs> I'm just talking about based. I have a, we, we're, we all have gifts. My gifts happen to be communicating through my writing. That's what I do. I don't do a whole lot of things well. I don't do math or science very well. But I, that I can always do. And I think that's the legacy I want to, I want to So my personal passion it's what keeps me young and growing. Now, do I want to live to be 100? I don't even think about it. No. I might live another two or three years. Have, I could have a stroke tomorrow. We all know. By the way, I want to go back to one thing we talked about, about motivation. I want to give you a secret that your audience is not, has not heard of. I like that. I guarantee you this. I say there's no secret to the motivation. Actually, there is a secret. On my first day of working out when I couldn't do a push-up, I was wearing an armor. I'm not, I'm not on commission from armor. I wore a compression shirt. I, I've, worn, I've worn one ever since. Every day I wear a compression This is a compression shirt. I wore an a under, double. Oh, you're largest, talking about an Under Armour compression shirt. If you want motivation, you walk into a you walk into a gym, walk walk down the street, walk into a room of friends, and the fat is hanging over, <laughs> and people say, "My God, this gym, he he he, oh God!" <laughs> people literally the compression look shirt challenge is what this is. <laughs> yeah, he, people literally said he must have no pride at all. <laughs> And that, I mean, just it was sickening. So now I wear a, a, a medium, yeah. a medium. I wear it. I wear it one every day. And I've always said, one of mine said, you know, eighty years young. I was a, I've, I've whatever. I have one that says Spartacus. And they say, <laughs> what, what do they call you? Why do they call you Spartacus? 
I said, well, my friends call me Spartacus. I say, that's not true. I call myself Spartacus. No one else does. <laughs> I just like the idea. But this, I'm wearing a compression shirt. If you don't think, before I have that piece of chocolate cake, I say, do I really want to do this and put on that compression shirt? <laughs> and that's why I wear it. And that will, that, that will be the biggest motivator there is. If, if that doesn't motivate you, nothing will. I love that. It's the compression shirt challenge. Now, Jim, so here's what I want to do. I'm going to send you a copy of What the Happiest Retirees Know. And mm -hmm. it's probably because it's I, I, if I were to look up cowboy ethics, it's probably two to three times the value of my book. So I'm going to look that up. So whatever the value of your book is, I'm going to do maybe two or three copies, send it to you, as long <laughs> as you'll agree to send me a copy of Cowboy Ethics. I will do exactly that. God okay? bless you. <laughs> God bless. This has been great, and thank you. If I talk too much or got carried away. No, it's amazing. My, you've my got apology. such amazing passion, and you believe in what you've done, and your story is, it's no surprise that you, you've gotten picked up by National Geographic, by PBS. I mean, it's, it is your message is powerful, and it's, and it's very important for our listener base to be reminded of what the struggle that you've gone through, it's so, so many people can relate to it. And then the, the success you've had of lifting yourself out of that very real struggle that so many people have, that's just inspiring. So that's why I wanted to talk with you today here on uh, the Retire Sooner podcast. So you're going to well, help a lot to, of people. I have, I have to say this. I know your background and it's a very intriguing background in, in finance and so on. And uh, you, you, you ask great questions. I hope I did a, a reasonable job of answering. I'm not selling any product. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not selling protein powders. <laughs> I, I'm, really, I really wanna, I'm really trying to be a mentor, to use that word, to people who say, I'm a couch potato. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's kind of what's driving me. And why I love to do these a podcast or whatever I can do to to, to help that person, and uh, that's what energizes me, and it's that gets me out of bed in the morning with energy. And if I didn't have that, I'm always guys. I need the passion in my life to be honest about it. Otherwise, I'm this is not me. So I love I love it. From it a, drives me from a certified couch potato to a fitness legend. Fitness legend. Jim, <laughs> Jim, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Hey, y'all. This is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This podcast is provided to you as a resource for informational purposes only and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment or financial planning considerations. Please refer to the full disclosure in the podcast description for any additional information.